0: and welcome to another episode of impolite company i'm your host scott Wingerter thanks for tuning in um, today we have a special guest we have bonnie Teeson, who is a um member of the montgomery county coalition against human trafficking and we're going to be discussing all about human ta- uh, trafficking bonnie thanks for coming on the show thanks so much for having me here yeah it's my pleasure All right. So how did you get involved in uh, this coalition against human trafficking?
1: Well, I'd have to tell you, this was nothing that I was looking for. I had heard the odd thing and even sponsored some things that I thought were overseas, right? I wasn't thinking about anything local here. And I was doing what every good woman from the Woodlands does. I was at my dermatologist and I was having a procedure done. And I knew it was going to be about an hour long. And I'm thinking, well... I like to chat up with people so i asked her so what do you do when you're not here and i was not prepared for what she told me she told me that she goes into strip clubs and rescues girls from human trafficking and as i was lying there i was going oh my goodness i wasn't prepared for that answer little and truth we, bomb there yeah, Boom. A little truth yeah. bomb <laughs> and we still have 55 minutes left in this appointment and i can't run out of here right and so we continued on with that conversation i was a little bit uncomfortable because i had two little kids at that time yeah and i was spending my time just keeping them really safe which is a good thing sure but i wasn't thinking about somebody else's kid who's in trouble or just these things going on right here in our own backyard and i'd like to say that when i left that appointment you know i put on my superhero cape and i ran out of there and just went to go rescue a bunch of people. But that's not what happened. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people don't move because there's fear or there's a lack of knowledge or understanding about the whole issue. And so I, you know, just went on in life and this church that we were going to, we often had Christine Kane from A21 come and speak and she would talk about human trafficking Mm because A21 is is an organization that fights it globally. And I'm like, my goodness, I cannot get away from this topic. And so to appease this guilt that I was feeling inside, I just asked my husband, hey, would you think that maybe we could just sponsor them, you know, and give them something monthly? And so started doing that, and it just kept following me. Mm-hmm. And um, I felt like God was saying, I want you to put on the A21 Walk for Freedom in the Woodlands. And I'm like, I don't want to draw that attention to myself and we were, we would go overseas with my husband's work every okay. spring. And that was the time when you would want to apply with the Woodlands or you would want to uh, register with A21 to do that. So it's conveniently never available mm-hmm. at the right time. And we were overseas and my daughter and I were at a church uh, women's group over there with the church we were attending there. And we had a lady from Texas was actually speaking one evening. So we thought, well, we can go because we'll understand. She'll speak mm-hmm. in English. They'll translate the other direction. And she was talking about living above average. And I'm sitting there going, here I am again. I haven't done what I think I'm supposed to do. Um, I'm not living above average. I'm not doing this. I'm not being obedient. And my daughter didn't know what was going on in my head. She leans over and she goes, mom, I think you're supposed to put on that A21 walk for freedom. i like, busted. And I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to give you my yes, even though it's late. And so that was the start yeah. of my footing, putting my foot forward and my being obedient about that. And then come the pandemic, I, you know, I'd been doing it a couple of years, A21, like many organizations went virtual with their event. Right, And then again, I felt like God was saying, but I still want you to put an in-person event on, even though we're in the middle of this pandemic. I'm like, God, you're asking me to do something. Like, There's no events going on right now, right? right? And you're asking me to do the impossible. And he's like, I just asked you to do it. And I'm like, OK, then you're leading the way. And that's how I landed up at the coalition, because I just knocked on their door. I'm like, I know you would normally want to have an event. Can I put this on under your name? And it landed up becoming a big awareness thing yeah. in Montgomery County, where we have fifty organizations come together, including law enforcement and government and the schools, mm-hmm. and bringing awareness to the community, having speakers and you name it. And that's that's how we landed right here today.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you for everything that you do. This is a very important topic, and I I know everybody. I think. Thinks they know what human trafficking is. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, those are the coyotes that take illegal I- aliens across the uh, the southern border, right? It's a bit more than that, isn't it?
1: It mm-hmm. It is. Well, if you look at the definition, it, it's the use of force, fraud, or coercion in order to obtain some kind of commercial labor mm-hmm. or sex act. And the force might be forced through drugs or by weapon or just physical force. The fraud is maybe a false job opportunity Mm -hmm. that doesn't really exist. The coercion, we know what coercion is a little bit even better after the last couple of years, but Mm -hmm. you can't get something unless you do something, something else. But um, never is the victim a winner Mm -hmm. in it.
0: Right. So... Let's, let's get into the, the general types of human trafficking and, uh, explain the, the different, lo- uh, it has various lenses to mm-hmm. it, uh, if you will, you know, different, um, ways of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into that.
1: Okay. I know um, in what we had discussed, like we, we talk about like the guerrilla tactics, like where it's the force that you would see. Um, there's the false job opportunity, as I mentioned. And mm-hmm. then we have something called the boyfriend effect. Yes. We see Tell that, me about that. Um, well, it's interesting. Let me just maybe give an example. Sure. And that um, we see in our schools and even in our churches, that there's just this, hunger to be needed or to have that boyfriend or, and often there's the boyfriend that's not really the boyfriend. We've had this happening in our schools and I've seen it Mm -hmm. with people that we know where there's the boy that everybody wants to date, but that boy's taken. And, um, but that boy has a friend that he'd like to introduce you to. Okay. And that's probably in a couple of these scenarios that we have known that boyfriend wasn't really, going to be a boyfriend he's probably going to be a pimp or a trafficker oh okay yeah uh so that's one way but we also have many uh types of um trafficking so you would have something like well sex trafficking which more people seem to be aware of Mm -hmm. we have labor trafficking and people might not realize that the person who's putting up their fence or their rooftop or doing their yard those people may be trafficked I'm not saying that they are mm-hmm. but that could be a sign of right. labor trafficking sure in our area we have domestic servitude which would be like your na- your nanny mm-hmm. or a housekeeper that isn't allowed to leave the house or it's somebody who's come in over the border and all their like their passports their documents have been taken away and they're kind of held captive mm. there that way and then we have child soldiery here in America you go well. Well, what do you think of when I say child soldiery?
0: Jeez, oh, I don't even begin to know.
1: Well, I think a lot of people might think of what ISIS was, you know, and you'd have these child soldiers that there or... Um, in America. But in America, right, it would be your gangs. That oh, would be an, in That okay. would be an example I of see. child soldiery or, yep.
0: Yeah, so I my background of course is in education and I used to work for Aldine ISD at the alternative campus down there and I'm sure I've now now I've have a very clear understanding of what what you mean by that uh Mm -hmm. child soldier uh Mm -hmm. because I was teaching those kids yes yes yeah yeah it breaks my heart Mm -hmm. um and the schools are such an interesting place to see all of this spilling over into and uh you know uh, a couple weeks ago I had on uh the show um the mama bears Mm -hmm. rising and you know they're really big into that sort of activist part portion of this where you know they see that the schools themselves are grooming these kids uh to be able to be sex trafficked and you know it's it's a consolidated effort by you know people that are driving this agenda to get a hold of our kids and that's like we need to wake up to the fact that you know this is happening all over it's not just like oh that's a harris county problem no this is happening in montgomery isd Mm -hmm. um you know it's happening in conroe isd it's happening in your backyard you just aren't aware of it and we need to wake up here and so if you guys want to check out if you haven't seen that uh video uh check out my uh interview with the mama bears rising it's it's really eye-opening what what is going on
1: and I find it interesting uh because that was brought to light you know you always think that your teachers are going to be the safe ones in Mm -hmm. administration and there are we have so many amazing um people in the in the education system sure absolutely hands down um you know when I would be coming at it you know I'm coming at it thinking of my daughter going to school and what does that look like for her and it's just weird because it's like you get could get tripped up in all sorts of mm-hmm. places, and um, yeah, that was just really sad. And then also with the whole pandemic with students being sent home mm-hmm. and put online, like it just that was really sad because so much of trafficking actually. Happens online over 75% of it's going to happen through social media or the internet or gaming
0: so kids get online They start talking with people and these people start grooming them for what?
1: well uh, To make money, mm-hmm. you know, they'll um, a lot of the the students coming online it will be for probably sex trafficking or the labor trafficking but a lot of the sex trafficking and it's very powerful to social media. If you think of these kids that went home during mm-hmm. the pandemic, you know it's very easy to get addicted to your devices. Yes, and just normally to get addicted to your devices without even looking for trouble. Or, but uh, so you're pinned to that. You're isolated. You're alone, and you are desperate for affirmation or relationship. When I landed up doing my event for the second year, like I thought after I'd done it the first year, I'm like, okay, check. I've done my job, Mm -hmm. I'm done. And it was like, God say, no, you're gonna do it again. I'm like, well, what was my why? And one of my whys was when I would drive by bus stops and I'd see these junior high and high school kids waiting to go to school. None of them, like the guys weren't wrestling, you know, over to the Mm -hmm. side, girls gossiping over there. No, everybody was looking at their phone or their device. And there was no relationship. They didn't know how to interact, but yet we crave that mm. relationship as human beings. And so if somebody starts paying attention to you online and starts flattering you and they seem to understand you, yes. you, know, you, you start gravitating towards that.
0: Right. And especially those high school, you know, I'm thinking 14, 15, 16, uh, that, that age range there. What these kids are really trying to do is express themselves and be understood uh, and find their identity. Mm -hmm. That's why you get, you know, traditionally in high school, those cliques, right? You get the the cheerleaders and the jocks and the goth kids and the band Mm -hmm. kids. And, you know, you get these cliques that form because you're searching for Mm -hmm. this identity. And if somebody comes along and is nefarious about it they're saying oh i understand you you know no one else understands you but if you talk to me i can
1: provide that reassurance for you that that i mean you have a kid hooked Yeah. And that would be called, like if you would look at the whole grooming thing, Mm -hmm. so it could be online. It doesn't even have to be online per se. It can be happening right there in the school, Mm -hmm. as you were mentioning, but like, there's like really six steps that are kind of common overall, whether it's labor or sex trafficking. Um, Like first you kind of target your victim, right? You're Mm going to, in a school, maybe you're going to look who's the person that's a little shyer or standing off or doesn't look quite so secure, Mm -hmm. which might- a lot of them right you know at this point yes Uh, so it might be easy to find your victim or you can make them insecure but you let's say you send out 100 requests online Mm -hmm. and how many people have privacy settings on their social media i don't think there's a lot because there's really that competition for a lot of friends right right and so all you need is a couple of them once you get into their account then you start obtaining information Mm. Who are their parents? Where do they live? Do they go to church? Do they belong to a dance studio, like or a dance school? What kind of sports do they have? A dog? What kind of dog? Like all these different things. Oh, do what are their hot buttons? What gets them upset? You know, or what are their friends like? What are they being left out of? They're very good at studying, you. Mm. So that that by the time they get to like the next stage, like where they want to start up a conversation. They can start relating to you like, oh, I have a shih tzu too at home, you know, like, mm-hmm. and like shows you a picture and like, like, oh, this person, like we have so much in common and oh, I danced such and such a studio. It could be like a 65 year old overweight man, like mm-hmm. on the other side of the screen, you know, it's yeah. definitely not like a 15 year old, you know, ballerina dancer anywhere and just um, finding this common ground. And yeah. then you want to start, ex, um, it's not exploiting, um, you start grooming and isolating them because, uh, if they're really close to your family, you need to get them pulled away from their family, like, or their friends and you'd say, well, you know, I saw that you didn't get invited to that party. Like my friends would love you. We could invite you to our party. Oh, well, I don't understand why your parents wouldn't let you stay out late at night. Like I would trust you. You're such a good person, right? Mm-hmm. And just stroking you and making you feel better. And like, yeah, that's right. My parents don't understand me. Mm-hmm. You know, like they don't get me, but right. you get me kind of thing. And then they try to exploit the relationship. Right. You might ask for naked pictures or whatever it might be. Because once you have that, then you can use that against them. Like, well, you know, if you don't do this later on, You're I'll like show my parents yeah. or your parents, or I'll, I'll send it to everybody in your school, Yeah, you know, and just stuff like that. And that's when, you know, they've asked them to step out, like to meet, meet you. And nowadays they don't even need to meet you. To sell you anymore, connect you with somebody that that can you know buy sex from that person and use you that day. So I mean, um, it's it's really cruel, and it can happen in fifteen minutes, or they're patient and they'll wait two years, and just do the whole cycle. And you can really break a person down quite easily.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, you know, part of my background uh, was. I was an interrogator. I went to Iraq uh, in 2009, 2010 as an interrogation analyst. And the, yeah, you know, if you're patient enough and, and that's, it, it's almost exactly the same thing that yeah. how we would get extract information from, you know, these detainees that we had was, you know, you can't just walk in there. It's not like movies, you don't you know, have the one light, you, know, you smack and then, you know, throw your fist down. And you're like, you're going to tell us the information we want or else. It doesn't work that, like that if you mm-hmm. want somebody to talk to you you got to be friendly with them got to earn their trust you go in there you have a chocolate bar you go in there with a pack of cigarettes and you're like yo i know you smoke camels here you go pal you know mm-hmm. and you get you win them over with that rapport and mm-hmm. it's the same thing that mm-hmm. i see going on here
1: yeah oh. they're very clever and it's interesting people don't like we're talking about this huge issue of human trafficking and they're going well that surely doesn't happen here. No, like, not in Montgomery County, no, right? No, not at all. Oh. And you know we're in the Bible Belt hmm. right now and but the the truth is like while there's 40 million people trafficked around the world in Texas, well these are statistics <clears throat> from 2016. And there's over 313,000 victims in Texas and this number is way higher now post pandemic. But before the pandemic we were saying that there's about seventy nine thousand children in Ugh. texas alone and i'm going to put that into perspective that if you have you ever gone to watch the texans play uh no i no. haven't but <clears throat> we'll use them as an example have you been in there yeah for a concert or mm-hmm. anything yeah 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 so if we wanted to bring them to watch the texans play every sure. child that's trafficked right now in texas yeah there would not be enough seats oh in gosh. that stadium There's not enough seats in there to seat every single one of those kids. That's a lot of kids and that's really heartbreaking and and also just like in our area alone just before the pandemic we had just just over 30 illicit massage parlors in the Montgomery County area and post pandemic we have over 100. That's not counting all the brothels or the other things going on that's just the illicit massage parlors.
0: Do we so if we know do we know where these illicit massage parlors are
1: yeah you you can identify them i'm not the best person at at helping with that but you would you would know it's a massage parlor they might have darkened windows there's usually cameras at the front outside Uh outside Uh yeah too and like um there are some really good organizations at helping people identifying them and um shutting them down it's called demand disruption fantastic organization to to connect with when it comes to that i see Uh, how does someone
0: fall under this and become a victim and how do we stop them from 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 doing that
1: so i think that is my biggest push when it comes to this because we have great organizations that are doing aftercare or Mm -hmm. um you know there's the sting operations there's all sorts of stuff going on but my passion is let's let's prevent people from falling into the funnel and becoming vulnerable because there's so much repair if you actually land up becoming a victim and the years of PTSD and Mm -hmm. to the recovery because we won't even go into what all gets or what happens when you actually land up going down that road. So if we can prevent, I think that's a huge thing. And when it comes to the home, for instance, I think it's so key that you know very, very practical things that... We can put all these filters on our kids' gadgets, and I'm not saying don't do it. It is important, mm-hmm. but we got to get to their heart. Right. Does our kid know that I really love them, or do I just say it and I, I'm paying attention to my own gadget, or I don't have time for you. We are not sitting at the table and having meal time together as a family, like gadget-free, mm-hmm. Right? investing in them. There's a statistic a number of years ago that said... Um, your children be, will be more confident the more meals, sit-down meals you have together as a family. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting, and I really definitely see that.
0: Right, and and I think you would need to have that rapport with your kid, like I was mm-hmm. saying. Just like, you you know, we had to establish a rapport with the terrorist. You definitely need a rapport with your kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to see the things, the slight changes that are going to occur if they're being targeted for yeah. this stuff. Because by the time that, you know, your daughter is taking topless photos of herself and sending it to these guys that they're gonna black it's gone you you know you're gonna see the reaction uh uh, that's gonna happen as a result of her doing that Mm -hmm. but it's too late yeah you know and that's gonna be a dramatic change in her you know disposition and everything that that most
1: parents will pick up but they might and they might not they might say you know what she's just a teenager yeah because we've been told that right teenage years are so hard uh, mm-hmm. I have two teenagers right now. Love them, all right? Absolutely love them. They're older teenagers now, but they're very aware of all this stuff because they've um, been sure. very involved with me in putting on the events, and I'm very grateful because they know the technology side of things as far as like, <laughs> putting it all together. Yeah, but um, that relationship is very, very important. And if we aren't spending that time with our kids, if we're not, if we don't know where their heart's at, mm-hmm. and like listen to their music. Because that's going to tell you what's actually going on in their head. What oh, are the lyrics yes. and their their music? And uh, that's just one thing. But if you're not spending that one-on-one time, how will you recognize it if something is going on? Like on social media, my daughter took herself off of social media. It's funny. You can't scratch your ear <laughs> here. Like, it's like, I no, got an okay. itchy ear. Go ahead and you, you scratch yeah, it's your like, ear. No, it's fine. No, well, it's just kind of funny. And it was, I was forgetting that I had this on my yeah. headset on. But I just, it was interesting. There was just uh, a restlessness that was going on. This was, she was about grade eight. Okay. And I'm like, this that wasn't her demeanor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she always has so much peace and joy and she would sing a lot and that was stopping. And, I, and she was just a little shorter. I'm like, this is so out of character for her. Mm-hmm. And so I finally, you know, I go into her room and, you know, I'm thinking maybe it's me because we're very different personalities. Yes. And I'm like, hey, you know, what's up? And she finally she showed me some, some messaging that had been coming over and it, at that, that one was specifically bullying, mm-hmm. but it, um, you know, it changed who she was. It yeah. took her freedom away yeah. to be who she is. And what was interesting, I saw in her, uh, we were driving home from a basketball practice and, um, all of a sudden she started singing. I'm like, what's going on? You're singing. She goes, I took myself off that text string. And she took herself off of the social media and she no longer had to wonder whether somebody was paying attention or what was being said because she was, she totally cut herself off from that and she gave herself the freedom yeah. again to be who she was. And that's so important. I think social media, while while it is good and it can serve a lot of great purposes because that's how we might push advertising for a company you work for or an event that you're putting on or let's
0: say you had this really awesome podcast called impolite company
1: yes exactly (laughs) you know yeah Yeah, just exactly like so it can serve very good purposes right but it can also well it can be a time stealer right Mm -hmm. and then it can it can just like make you insecure because i'm not at that party yeah Or I wasn't included here. Or somebody said something that wasn't so nice. Flat out. if I I
0: mean, if I wasn't doing this and had this viewing audience and, like, being able to connect with them over Facebook and the other social media stuff that I do, you know, that's how I get this message out Mm -hmm. here. If I didn't have this show, uh, I wouldn't be on it either because it just is soul-sucking at times, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hate it, but, you know, it's a necessary evil sometimes but you know like you said it can be good uh, it's it's any tool yeah. you know a hammer can be really useful in pulling a nail out of the wall uh, or i can bash your head in with it you know mm-hmm. how do you use it is, is really what what it comes down to so i'm a parent uh, i got a whole slew of kids at mm-hmm. home what do i need to do to make sure that they aren't being targeted for for this t- sort of stuff
1: okay so we had mentioned filters mm-hmm. that's one thing and um there's many yeah out there and i don't know that there's any one filter that does everything right so people will often pair them up like i talk to a lot of people who do bark and custodial okay uh, there's covenant eyes net nanny Net nanny didn't wasn't very successful for us
0: we have circle uh, okay, at our house and
1: that's a form of it uh-huh. and then if you even um, like Apple products there's often a lot of parental controls that you can do through there but it's not you're not going to get text fed to you Yeah, um, we have a an agreement in our home and that is like there's no phones in your rooms like everything gets put out at night no computers in your rooms at night nothing like that and if you are using something open door like during the day and I don't tell people I don't tell my kids that we're doing that because I just want to be nosy and I don't trust you. It's not it's about preventing and because we all have the opportunity to fall. I can fall like get just get caught up, you know, in Facebook. It's very easy to get lost in all sudden 2 hours later like what happened. Right. You know. And I, uh, you know, my my son during COVID, um he's older, but him and his friends would play this like game for 5 or 6 year olds. And they would be online because they're all in their different homes, right? Mm-hmm. And- Roblox. Um, yeah. yeah. And we had, um, you know, we have this open door policy and we have all these filters in place. And it's amazing what came through his little kid's game yeah. that they were playing and just full of being targeted. And yet we had every filter on that we thought we could, you know, and mm-hmm. and so it's, you, you can put those in place it's not enough to have, but you need to have those conversations with them over and over. And it's, you know, I want to read your, I have the right to read your texts at mm-hmm. any time. I can pick up your phone and I can just pick up and see what you've been going through. I can follow certain things. And it's not because I actually care about your conversations because most of them don't mean anything to me. Right. But just so you, you know, like, you know what, I'm just going to be cautious here for anything Because right. m- at any time, my mom or my dad are going to pick this up and it's for your own good I'm protecting you and helping you make good choices.
0: Well, what about, uh, what about a kid's right to privacy though?
1: Well, I, I pay for the
0: cell phone and you know, it got to put them in our care. And I've been asked that question by my kids and I look at them and I go, I'm sorry. I don't remember you having that particular (laughs) right from me. Well,
1: here's the other side of it they can go on my phone at any point. They Ooh. can go on my computer mm-hmm. and they can see my history mm-hmm. too. And like, or my husband's and you know, we all need accountability too. Like just because we're adults doesn't mean we can go the mm-hmm. wrong way. Now they obviously know that there are private conversations I have because of being in an adult or let's sure. say I'm talking to a friend, it's their child. Like they don't need have a right to yeah. maybe know something like that. But you know, just like I might not be looking or um, paying attention to a sexual predator right. online, but you know, it might be something really stupid and, and embarrassing. Like maybe there's a medical condition that I'm so obsessed with. Like oh, maybe I have this right, and so mm-hmm. I'm like doing going to Google or Doctor Google mm-hmm. and looking all these things up. And like I'm, but I'm thinking twice because like my kids are like, "Why is Mom so obsessed with?" You know like toe warts or something i'm making that up whatever but i mean like something like you know and i think you know what they go oh like is she really fearful about something yeah like what's going on with her and so we just have that accountability in our home because really there shouldn't be a lot of things going on like adult or child wise that that isn't quite right and again just teaching them you know i tell my kids anybody That tries to pull you away from your good friends or your family. And I know there are some bad families out there where this might not be an issue or or it would be a different rule, but we're your biggest cheerleaders Mm -hmm. and we've invested in you and we love you. If somebody's trying to pull you away from us, there's a huge red flag. In fact, it's probably screaming run Mm -hmm. because a true friend is going to want to get to know your family. Right and they will cheer you on as well with the things that you're doing. They're not gonna to try to pull you away from your existing uh, community.
0: Right, that's right. Um, I'm gonna take a, an extreme uh, uh, profit break here and uh, thank our sponsor for today's show, which is the Dockline. Do you have a business? Do you want your business to have the best marketing available here in Montgomery County? Then the Dockline is for you. Whether it's print media, whether it's uh, putting an advertisement out in the magazine, printing cards, we have our video department that can come out and film commercials for you. You can ha- host your own podcast, uh, as I have done. The Dockline has everything that, they, that you could possibly need to take your business to the next level. You can reach The Dockline at the com or find them on social media. right let's get back to it here this is the 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 important part so how if I wanted to get into this fight and learn more about it what sort of resources would you offer me
1: well uh, so I've been plugged in with the uh, Montgomery County Coalition Against Human Trafficking Mm -hmm. and Our whole role is to bring in organizations that are frontline organizations, bring them together. We actually meet quarterly with these organizations and just to give them space to network with each other. You know, not everybody can do everything Mm -hmm. for somebody. And we bring education to the table. And once a year, we offer this event where we allow them to, to come set up their organizations and for the community to meet them. And so I would invite people to this it's called inhuman trafficking setting captives free event and it's september 24th and it allows the community to get educated okay to come and meet these organizations we give them opportunities to plug in with these organizations Uh, there's many people who have landed up working for some of these organizations or becoming sponsors or running alongside and volunteering with them but it gives people an opportunity to find out with something that can be so big and overwhelming Mm -hmm. that it just it's brought all into one place and they can go find something that works best for their personality not everybody's going to want to run into a brothel mm-hmm. and pull somebody out what well, that would be a law enforcement thing anyways but yeah um, people might be good like with hey i'll just make bags for survivors mm-hmm. or um i would love to work in an aftercare area or conroe ISD has a trauma trauma counseling you know maybe you're a counselor or there's the um uh, Forensic nurses, you know, there's just different areas people can plug in. And this is a fantastic avenue for people to come and find out who they would click best with.
0: That sounds uh, the only analogy that's coming to mind here is it sounds a lot like what the body of Christ is supposed to be, Um, you know, where you have all the different parts of the body that do different things, but it's all one body. Uh, but in this case, it's all trying to end human trafficking. And that's awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you get a lot of education there. Mm-hmm. Like we, our whole purpose is to educate, equip, and empower our community to make a big difference in the fight against human trafficking. And so we do it by bringing the, these people together. We provide speakers who will, uh, this year, our theme is who's on the other side of the screen or who's behind the screen. Mm-hmm. And just uh, the the verbiage I've been getting from parents over the last couple of years is that they don't know what, like, how do I catch this with my kids? What do I do? Like some of the questions that you're asking yeah. and like they just, it's so weird that a small device like a phone can carry so much information mm-hmm. and no matter what we do, like to find it all in there. Like, so we're educating the community on that so that they can be better equipped as parents and for kids that come to because it's family friendly to teach them how to recognize when somebody's a real friend on the other side or when something's dangerous and they need to walk away from it
0: okay Yep. so last question um it's september 24th Mm -hmm. will you come back on the show uh right before september 24th so that we can you know blast that out there to, to the rest of montgomery county absolutely well, you have given me a wealth of information today. I thank you for that. I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Well, thanks and, for having me. Well, you know, this is such an important issue because, you know, uh, I'm going to go nerd here for a second here. Uh, you know, just philosophically, you know, I, I'm i such a proponent and such a believer in in natural rights theory that, you know, we as human beings were created in the image of God and, you know, he gives us the right to life, liberty, uh, safety, security, happiness. Um, and human trafficking takes all of that away. And that's the interesting thing about these natural rights. It's like, you know, they're all interdependent upon one another. You know, if, if I pull out a gun and, and shoot somebody and murder them, right, they don't have liberty anymore. Mm -hmm. They don't have property and safety and security. Now all the, the, all of those go away with their life, you know, and in this case, if I, if, if I'm going to essentially kidnap you and traffic you, or they take control of your life to the point where you really don't have any liberty left, I'm ruining your life, Mm -hmm. you know? And so they're all equally contingent upon one another, uh, Mm -hmm. And if you take away one, it's like a three-legged stool, right? If I come and knock one of the legs off and, you know, you're going to fall over, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's an important issue and it's happening right here in America. Uh, Houston, I believe, is the number one city in America for for this stuff. It's close. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's we think up here in Montgomery County, oh, that's that's a Harris Houston, Harris County Houston mm-hmm. prop no, it's happening right here, folks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we need to be aware of it. And, you know, we have a moral obligation to our fellow man, you know, just because they're created in the image of God to mm-hmm. stop this from happening. Yeah. So it was super Absolutely. important. And so I'm glad that you were able to come on and, and you know, really bring awareness to all of this. So Bonnie Teeson, thank you so much mm-hmm. for, for coming on the show. And September twenty fourth. Yes. Uh is there any other pitch that you would like to give uh, where people can find more uh
1: information, website? Yes, phone number? they can go to Nhuman Trafficking M C, which stands for Montgomery County dot com. Awesome. Thank you again for yep. coming on. Okay, All right. Thanks. We'd like to thank the Doc
0: Line once again for providing us this awesome space and studio uh and, and they're team is just top-notch and such a pleasure to work uh, with so we thank them and uh, tune in next time for another exciting episode of Impolite company where we're going to talk about all of the things that you can't talk about in polite company once again my name is scott wingeter and i thank you in particular my viewing audience uh for for coming out if uh, you're watching this on youtube hit the like or subscribe button um if and, you know, for all of our other uh, listeners on Spotify and Apple and Google Play, uh, we, we appreciate your listening. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for listening to Impolite Company, presented by The Doc Line. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate our podcast and leave a five-star review for us.